I am going to start by saying I am blessed to serve as the president and CEO of America's Black Holocaust Museum. It is truly an honor. I am going to have some final remarks and, of course, the news that you are all here for. But what I'd like to do first is recognize the chairman of the board of directors, Mr. Ralph Homan, who is the former CEO and president of the Milwaukee Urban League. Thank you very much. Good morning. And as Bert said, uh, I'm Ralph Holman, and I have the honor and the pleasure of being the board chair of America's Black Holocaust Museum, which is a program of the Dr. James Cameron Legacy Foundation. Now, I joined the board in uh, 2017, but I have been a supporter of the museum since its inception in 1988. I admired Dr. Cameron and was inspired by his tireless, tireless efforts to establish a museum that would tell the story of the black experience in America and create a non-threatening space to talk about racial repair, reconciliation, and healing. And I know many in the community felt the same way but there was disappointment and a sense of loss when the museum closed in 2006. There was even a greater sense of loss when Dr. Cameron died in 2008. However, thanks to the vision of Dr. Fran Kaplan, Reggie Jackson, and Brad Pruitt, efforts were initiated to reopen this community treasure so that Dr. Cameron's dream and legacy would live on. In fact, Dr. Kaplan created a virtual museum while work was being done on reopening this physical museum. Now the virtual museum has over 300 pages of content and since its launch in 2012, it has been visited by millions, millions of people from around the world in over 200 countries. And thanks to Dr. Kaplan, the Virtual Museum has helped to extend ABHM's reach to both a national and international audience. Now, while Dr. Kaplan, Reggie, and Brad had the initial, the initial vision to reopen this museum, it has been a collective effort from a number of people that has helped us get to this joyous, joyous reopening announcement. Now there are so many people that I want to thank, but it would take too much time to mention everyone, so I will just mention a few. Let me begin, let me begin by thanking our dedicated staff and consultants who work under the very capable leadership of our president and CEO, Dr. Bird Davis. Yes, give them, give them applause. They definitely deserve it. Um, I would like to thank our past and present board of directors. In particular, I'd like to thank Alderwoman Malele Cox, who you, you will be hearing from shortly. 
uh, real estate developer, Melissa, Melissa Allen, who unfortunately will not be able to join us this morning. Uh, I'd like to thank former county executive Chris Abley and the African American inaugural legacy circle. And last but not least, I would like to thank our phenomenal, and I do mean phenomenal, anonymous donor. Yes, give them a round of applause. Now, when we have our grand opening uh, early next year, that indeed will be a special day because it would have been, that day would have been Dr. Cameron's 108th birthday. What a fitting tribute to our founder. And we hope that uh, with the continued support locally, nationally, and internationally, we are going to have a cultural and educational institution that will be here for generations and generations to come. Now I would like to introduce Kristen Meckinson, who is a vice president with the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. Kristen? Thank you, Mr. Holman. I really appreciate the introduction and the invitation to speak today. I'm really honored to be back in this beautiful space with, with you, with Dr. Burt, and your amazing team and everyone joining us. It seems just like yesterday we were gathered here in January 2020 to celebrate the unveiling of Sanford Bigger's BAM Seated Warrior and to affirm the Greater Milwaukee Foundation's partnership with this vital institution. We did not know then the challenges that would be facing Milwaukee or the global community. But if we had, those of us connected with America's Black Holocaust Museum would have said, we've overcome more than our fair share of challenges and we're still standing strong. The fact we're gathered here today once again shows that commitment to mission and resilience. It's proof positive that Dr. James Cameron's vision and legacy live on. The community needs ABHM today more than ever because a thriving Milwaukee requires that we acknowledge the truth, that we learn from history, that we develop a common understanding and build upon our shared values. Our community has further learning to do and we also have healing to do. ABHM gives Milwaukee a place to do this important work and to do it together. The Greater Milwaukee Foundation is proud to invest in America's Black Holocaust Museum and be a partner with America's Black Holocaust Museum as it nears its grand reopening. We're thrilled to soon be neighbors and we're grateful to the Foundation's donors who have partnered with us to support the museum through their personal philanthropy. Our vision of a Milwaukee for all is possible when we invest in the people and places that lift a community. There's no better place than this black, this neighborhood, in this city for America's Black Holocaust Museum to open its doors. Thank you and congratulations. It's my honor to introduce a visionary and champion for Milwaukee and for Bronzeville, Alderwoman Malele Coggs. 
Thank you. Good morning. As was mentioned, you know, this is such an exciting day. I'll do that again. A little bit more energy. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Um, as was mentioned, I am Alder Woman Milele A. Cox. I have both the pleasure and the honor of representing this, the 6th Automatic District and the Bronzeville District. Uh, many of you may know when Bronzeville, the city's African-American cultural and entertainment district was created um, through the council prior to me uh, being on the council in 2005, one of the anchors seen um, as a part of Bronzeville was America's Black Holocaust Museum. And in 2008, when I had the opportunity to be elected to serve as the alderwoman for the 6th District, one of the first meetings I ever had as an alderwoman was with Reggie Jackson, and it was about America's Black Holocaust Museum and trying to figure out a way to help them through the challenging times that they were facing. In working with the mayor's office and the Department of City Development, we were able to figure out a solution um, to help the Holocaust Museum be able to work through um, the challenges that they had. And for well over a decade, it has truly been, for me, a labor of love and of purpose to attempt to not just help them through the challenging times, but to help them come back even better. And none of that would have been possible if it wasn't for so many people who shared James, Dr. James Cameron's vision and who believed in the necessity of America's Black Holocaust Museum's existence and its existence right here in the city of Milwaukee and in Bronzeville. And it is that collaboration of people that helped to bring us to the point that we now are. As an elected official, we serve and we do a lot of work and we might have visions here and there, but we rarely get to see the results of that labor um, as evident as is here in the space that we now sit. I am encouraged, I am elated, and I am happy that we are very close um, to the grand reopening of America's Black Holocaust Museum. I want to say a special thanks to the Cameron family um, because even after the death of Dr. Cameron, you know, his son and his family have been a major spark to continue on that legacy. A special thank you to Reggie Jackson, to Fran, to Brad um, for all of these years of all of the dozens of meetings and, and planning and, and all of that that it took so many of us for it to get to this place. But know this, you know, reopening is great. I'm sure it'll be a great party and a great splash, but it is the maintenance and the sustaining and the growing that we also must invest in. So my hope is that by your presence here today, that you're not only just touching and agreeing about how great it is for us to open, but that you are also very committed to helping it grow and thrive. And lastly, I just wanna say this, I think the last year and a half has probably been a challenge for every one of us, right? Dealing with COVID-19 and all of the challenges that came with it. So it's about time that I think, you know, it's 
some things we should celebrate, some things we should be happy about, some things that bring us together. And there will be plenty more challenges and things we have to deal with. But I would hope that knowing the story of the museum and how we got to this place, the level of collaboration and working together um, and commitment that it took is something that can be used as a blueprint, as an example, as we face other challenges in this city of how we can work through them. So every time you pass North Avenue and uh, Val Phillips, which actually is James Cameron and Val Phillips, if you look at the street signs. <laughs> so every time you pass here, I want you to be inspired. Be inspired about what's possible in this city and what's possible if we all work together with a shared vision. And again, thank you to everybody who's helped to make this possible. And I look forward to the grand reopening of America's Black Holocaust Museum. Thank you. I think it is now time for me to pass it on to another partner um, who's helped through the years um, in his vision of bringing back the Holocaust Museum, both prior in his role at the city of Milwaukee, working with Bronzeville, and also as previously the historic King Drive Bid um, director. I would welcome up to the microphone, Mr. Deshay Ag. Good morning. Thank you all for being here. I typically don't actually write my notes, but because Big Brother asked me to, I did today. I'm Deshay Ag, Vice President of Emem Group and previous Executive Director of the Historic King Drive Bid and former Bronzeville Project Manager for the City of Milwaukee. As I reflect today on the reopening of America's Black Holocaust Museum, I think about the building that previously stood on this land. A building that Dr. James Cameron walked through and gave tours at. That building landed in the hands of the city of Milwaukee through negotiations with North Shore Bank, who wanted to see the museum revived. I recall being in the room during those negotiations in 2008, the woman Cog spoke about. Like Reggie Jackson, and Virgil Cameron at the time, and now Malele Cox, Alderwoman Malele Cox, believed in the reemergence of America's Black Holocaust Museum. Like Brad Pruitt and Dr. Fran Kaplan, who served critical roles in the museum, moving to a virtual platform, I too believed and felt advocating for its reemergence was not only the right thing to do, but it was necessary for the world to experience the vision put forth by Dr. Cameron. You are here today because you too believe in that mission that America Black Holocaust should be here, should be in Bronzeville, like Melissa Allen does. As she contemplated the right place to build quality housing in the district, I recall sitting in those meetings Today, when I think about the 13 years and what it took for us to get here today, I'm grateful and thankful that Dr. James Cameron's legacy continues to be built. The vision stated on abhmuseum.org, check out their website, abhmuseum.org, is to have a society that remembers its past in order to shape a better future 
a nation undivided by race where every person matters equally. I am proud that the vision is being led by my friend and big brother, Dr. Robert Davis. With contributions from partners like Historic King Dry Bid, the Greater Milwaukee Foundation, and so many others, America's Black Holocaust is ready to open its brick and mortar locations, the one that Brad always thought was going to come. We are here. As you've heard today, I echo that the community, our community, needs this cultural asset now more than ever. Bronzeville would not be complete without America's Black Holocaust Museum. We envisioned a tourist destination, and that being Bronzeville. Now we have one more place for Visit Milwaukee to promote. <laughs> With those comments, I would like to bring forth my big brother, Dr. Robert Davis. Okay, so before I start, we didn't rehearse this, but he mentioned Visit Milwaukee. And so we're honored to have Peggy Williams Smith, who will, on behalf of Visit Milwaukee, say a few words. Well, I don't have notes prepared, and I'm not going to be nearly as eloquent as everyone else you heard, but we can't be more excited as evidenced by the crowd of people we have here, as well as the number of people from Visit Milwaukee to support the opening of America's Black Holocaust Museum. We know how important Bronzeville is, and we also know how important it is to be able to have a place that is so culturally important to the city of Milwaukee to be able to promote throughout the world, and Bronzeville is certainly doing that. We just started subscribing to a new research um, arm called Tourism Economics, and when we go through what the number, the top five tourism destinations in the city are, and we haven't published this publicly yet, Bronzeville always falls in the top five in the last year or so. so. It's a testament that everything that's happening here to Dr. James Cameron's legacy and to all of the work done by everyone that came before. So we're so excited to promote this. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Peggy. Okay, so I'm going a little off script because my team knows that I tend to do that. So I'd like Brad Pruitt. You know your name. I need you up here. His nickname is Grandpa. No, this is something that I'm doing. Remember, I'm the president and CEO. I like for Brad to come up here. I like for our consultants from Nimble to come and join me. I'd like for our consultants from Signature to come join me. Our consultants from Power Her to come join me. I'd like for the rest of the staff, Sablejack and Budish, to come join me. Kim Eubanks, if you're here, Elise. Because this, ladies and gentlemen, is a momentous occasion. So all while I've been, we've been doing this, I've really not shown a lot of emotion, and I am praying to the good Lord that I don't break down in tears right now. So 
to give you a little context, I'm on two national boards for museums. The American Alliance of Museums, which is all museums of any sort in the entire country, and the African American Association of Museums, which is all black museums. What we're doing here today and what we'll be doing on the day of our reopening does not happen. It's been probably five or less than five African American museums that have, or cultural institutions that have ever closed and then reemerged and reopened. This is extraordinarily significant. The reason I have them here with me is that it's not about me. It's always been about the team. And without, without the work of these extraordinary individuals, which all I love dearly and depend on, we would not be here where we are in this very day, along with our board, of course, and the w remarkable work of the Greater Milwaukee Foundation and Bader Foundation, whom we invited and unfortunately they couldn't send a representative. Uh, it started back when, as you guys have heard, Dr. Frank Kaplan and Reggie Jackson and Brad were like, what do we do? How do we continue this legacy? But I wanna mention another name and that's uh, former county exec Chris Abley because he created the challenge grant that other people then responded to, which he pledged $100,000, but it ended up being over $400,000 that was matched. So he deserves some credit as well. So we've been fortunate in this whole reemergence because of some significant donations from some anonymous donors, from some obvious donors. There's a legacy circle that Ralph created of 10 African-American families because quite frankly, and I'm gonna be very candid, when donors are saying, what, are you, what is your community doing for your organization? It's, it's imperative that people of color support other people of color, period. So thanks, Ralph, for that. So we're here. And one of the primary reasons that we're here is because of Dr. James Cameron. Unfortunately, his son, who's on our board of directors, could not join us. But we've conducted work with Nimble Strategies, where two of them are here, and the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee graduate students and they were, they've collectively done two separate strategic plans for us, gratis. And the number one reason why people wanted this museum to come back wasn't because of me, because of Dr. Cameron. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of people who said the museum was closed, but they saw a light on and they knocked on the door and Dr. Cameron opened the door. And then you sat at the, feet of, at the feet of a giant, a self-taught historian. So the spirit of Dr. Cameron lives throughout these walls and it permeates the, our existence through all of our programming now and forevermore because he truly is a remarkable man. Okay, 
So now I'm going to go back to the notes. So several of you probably are wondering why the word Holocaust, and Brad and I have gone back and forth about that. Um, by the way, Dr. Cameron was asked to not name it the Holocaust um, or to move to another city. Uh, the Holocaust, the word, the, the, the basic definition of Holocaust is, is death by fire, but it can of course be correlated to death by other means. And if you look at the complexities of how African Americans have uh, been brought here, and this is extremely and extraordinarily important, the mission of this organization is to bring to light the things that have happened in the past that actually are compelling to us right now. This time more than ever the museum is important and most relevant because legislators are trying to prevent people from teaching our history in schools. And legislators are trying to make sure that people don't get access to voting. That's systemic. And that's why this, this museum is so very important. So he was steadfast in saying this is going to be the Black Holocaust Museum. And it's not Milwaukee's Black Holocaust Museum. It's America's Black Holocaust Museum. OK, so this is a large paragraph, so I'm going to have to read this. So America's Black Holocaust Museum is a unique museum and that it describes and memorializes the experiences of Africa's children in America from pre-captivity to present as a Holocaust. The galleries that we have will reveal life in Africa over 400 years ago, the transatlantic slave trade, domestic slave trade, the resistance of the enslaved, and the lingering impact of Jim Crow and the movements that were created because of the civil rights movement and how it is affecting us to this very day. So, I think I've covered most of these things. So I think I'm gonna just announce what you all came here for. So it is with my honor and my most humble pleasure to announce that we will reemerge and reopen the museum on Dr. Cameron's birthday, which is February 25th. 2022.